Next on BYU Sports Nation, after winning two of three in Maui, is it all aboard the tourney train for BYU Hoops? The Cougars look to finish the football season on a high note in San Diego. Are they a lock for a victory? And can the soccer team break the curse of the NCAA tournament against Stanford and advance to the Final Four? BYUSN starts now. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your host. Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B presented by the BYU Store. Official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Black Friday, November 29th. Great to have you. I'm Jerem Jordan. Spencer Linton is discovering where the Germans founded San Diego. So I'm teamed up with a man who hasn't gone to bed yet, Jason Shepard. That is inaccurate. I have gone to bed, although it was late. Uh, I, I do not partake in the Black Friday festivities, especially when you can buy everything online anyway. Yes. I, I don't know why you would go spend. I guess it's maybe the thrill of it, like to experience it. Yeah, and you can get it right away. You'd like to get into right. fights, maybe, is another reason you go. If you like to fight strangers and you're not in the <laughs> fight let's club. be honest, who doesn't? So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my wife and her two sisters went out last night to Target and Walmart and hit it up. Yeah. I, <laughs> Yeah, there's Black Friday, Cyber Monday, I don't know, Tantalizing is it Tuesday. Still Cyber Monday? Or yeah, isn't it's still, it just Cyber Now? Yeah, isn't it Cyber All the Time? Yeah, I, I don't know. So isn't Cyber like a 90s phrase for something that's a digital? <laughs> like it feels antiquated, that name? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Can we get a better name? Can it like Y two whatever? Yeah, that would be. And, and it's called Black Friday, so that because <laughs> the the companies will get in the black by selling a lot. That's that's, that's the reason that's, why. Correct. I don't know. I think that's why the name. Let's just go with it. We're talking to hundreds of millions of people, and we're going to go with that as the truth. We are. Wow, that's awesome. I I love that ambition. Here's what's on the ambitious show rundown today. So many important games to discuss and break down. We'll get to that in a moment. Spencer's one-on-one conversation with Jeff Grimes earlier this week, plus our conversation with him live in San Diego ahead of the football game against the Aztecs. And is he on the tourney train? I think you know the answer to that. Plus, Zach Salius, they call him Larry. We'll explain why. He's back from Maui with the men's basketball team. What a showing for those guys. That was fun. Took third place, reigning threes, two really nice wins, got to play Kansas. When was the last time you hit 17 threes in a game? Yesterday. Stop it. (laughs) I I had my turkey ball. It was great. I had fun yesterday. Oh, boy. Let's get to today's headlines. Number four, BYU women's soccer plays top-ranked Stanford on the farm today. Six Eastern, three Pacific on BYU Radio and the Pac-12 Network. The Cougars are in their third Elite Eight ever and seeking a first Final Four berth. Really excited to watch this one later this afternoon. BYU football wrapping up regular season play at San Diego State tomorrow. A win would give the Cougars their eighth victory before next month's bowl game against the eighth-ranked defense in the country. Trevor Maddich said BYU has to play smart. And the game that the BYU offense is playing this week is not a light at the scoreboard game. It is a don't make mistakes game. That's their first priority. Don't give San Diego State a short field with a dumb turnover. And so that's that's kind of the game that's shaping up and, and the Cougars need to understand it in order to be able to win it. Kickoff is at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Pacific on CBS Sports and BYU Radio. Countdown to kickoff on BYU TV will begin one hour before radio pregame starts two hours before kickoff. Taysom Hill had a game in the Saints' 26-18 Thanksgiving night win over the Falcons, catching and rushing for a touchdown in the first half. 
as well as blocking a punt. Yes. At NFL Research says Hill is the second NFL quarterback since 1950 with both a TD catch and TD carry in the same game since Bears quarterback Jim McMahon did it in week 10 of the 1983 season. Are you kidding me? Brigham Two Young BYU representing. Guys? Two BYU guys in that? That's amazing. That is impressive. Also impressive, men's hoops defeating Virginia Tech on Wednesday night, 90-77, wrapping up play at the Maui Invitational in third place, which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. We referenced this just a second ago. BYU ties a team record for made threes in a game with 17 against the Hokies. That is impressive. They were dominant in that second half, and a lot of it was the perimeter shooting. BYU back in action coming up tomorrow, hosting Montana Tech 3 p.m. Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. It will be the final game without one Yoli Child. That's great news. Excited about that. And it's a ball night in the Marriott Center as the women's basketball team hosts Utah 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific right here on BYU TV. Are you kidding me? We have women's hoops, BYU Utah, and women's soccer today. And football, men's basketball. Let's tomorrow. do it. It's loaded. Let's do it. Basically, we got yesterday off. The rest is this is normal. <laughs> Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Eight games into the men's basketball season, the Cougars sit 5-3, and three, and after a third-place showing in the Maui Invitational that produced wins against UCLA and Virginia Tech, not to mention Houston. Were you there, that one? I was. Uh is it time we are all aboard the tourney train? Okay. Oh, you oh, can I, hear it. Kind of hear it. Uh, no, I am not on the tourney train, but I'm online checking prices for tickets. Mm. Like, I'm interested. I'm, I'm like, I'm starting to do that work. The performance in Maui was fantastic and without a question improved BYU's chances of making the tournament. But it's still too early to go there yet. Simply because WCC play is going to play a massive part in BYU's postseason hopes. What BYU has done, though, is they have picked up the kind of wins that the NCAA wants to see a tournament team have. You get those tier one, tier A, quad one. I pulled my quad. I, I, you, you have these wins that they want to see on your resume. Yes. BYU has some of those now. Yes. Now it's up to what they can do in conference play making sure they don't have any of those head-scratching losses, keeping things going. Without a question, BYU strengthened their chances of an NCAA berth if they can keep it going and have a good showing once conference play begins. That's how I view it right now. I'm not aboard yet, but it's a really nice start, and it's better than I thought it would be. It it really is. I I think BYU's in a better spot than I thought they would be without Yoli Childs, which is awesome. BYU's going to beat Montana Tech tomorrow. They're going to be 6-3 and without Yoli Childs. Don't you overlook the ore diggers. The ore diggers. That's fantastic. They're uh, head coach, Adam Hi, by the way. Return missionary. Yes. Played at Rick's. So connections. All conference player at Rick's. Not bad. Um, yeah, the Boise State loss hopefully won't be a quad three loss. But I think you can offset that with the Houston and Virginia Tech wins, which we hope are quad one wins. So if you're unfamiliar, uh, everyone gets based uh, ranked on this net ranking. Uh, if you play top 75 uh, in a true road game, that's a quad one. Top 50 neutral is also quad one and top 30 home is quad one. So BYU will probably only play one quad one home game. That's uh, Gonzaga. Uh, but there are other metrics to look at. So let's assess what we know so far about BYU. Net ranking is not out yet, but some of the metrics that they use to assess uh, a team are, are available. So strength of record, BYU 68. That's the measure of 
a team's accomplishment based on how difficult the team's win-loss record is to achieve. San Diego State, number one in that, by the way. Ken Palm, 62. BYU's wins over 31, 57, and 113 right now. Not bad. Utah State pending. They're a top 50 team there. And then after that, BYU didn't have a top 100 team kind of left. Nevada, 97, barely in. St. Mary's, 41. Gonzaga, 6. So those four games are going to be big for BYU. Can BYU somehow get a split? ESPN's Basketball Power Index, 46. Sagarin, 45. KPI isn't out yet. Strength of schedule, 21. The top 40-ish make the NCAA tournament. At-large bids, we're talking. Of course, if you win the tournament, you're in, no matter if you're the 350th best team in, in college basketball. BYU is looking better than I thought they would. Do we feel like BYU is going to be better with Yoli Childs? Obviously, they're going to be a better team with Yoli Childs. Um, and, and things are looking good and trending towards where BYU could be bubblicious. Is BYU in? No. But if you listen closely to the tourney train, it's out there. It's not it's a in sunset, the dist- it's in but the it's distance. in the distance. And we have the hat. We have, we have hold on, I've got to get the dust off. It's been four years. Uh, we're going to put it up here. We're going to set it right here, and it's going to sit here. Because as BYU, a reminder. As a reminder, because BYU has wins, and now I, there's dust floating everywhere. Because it's been four long years of no NCAA tournament. The tourney train hat will reside here. And we're going to talk to Spencer Linton later live from San Diego, get his take. I bet he's all aboard the tourney train. But BYU is not in right now. They are not they, in. They are not in right now. They are trending yes. in the right direction. And with the first couple of weeks of the season to, to look at only, BYU has done what it needed to do at this point. Now, now you take that one step further and see what you can do over the next five or six games yes. as you wrap up non-conference play. Then you start conference. It, it's, it's all happening in stages, and BYU, to this point, has done what they needed to do for that to be an ultimate goal. Yes, get a win against Utah State, neutral. Yes. That would be amazing. Uh, Montana Tech, Utah, UNLV, Nevada, Utah State, Weber State, or Roberts. That's what's left. Only one of those games will really pop on Selection Sunday, Correct. in my opinion, and it is Utah State. Not even UNLV and Nevada, but go get some good wins. Absolutely. Now on to topic number two. BYU football has an opportunity to pick up its eighth win in the regular season finale tomorrow on the road at San Diego State. Now, due to an injury to Ryan Agnew, the Aztecs will be starting a freshman quarterback, (laughs) who, by the way, will be making his first collegiate start in Carson Baker. So, Jerem, does facing a freshman quarterback taking his first snaps ensure victory for the Cougars? No, but it helps. It helps because San Diego State's offense has stunk. They're the uh, sixth worst yards per completion team, 13th worst in points, 19th worst in yards, fourth worst in 20 plus plays, 20 plus yard plays, and then in 30 plus and 40 plus, they are the worst team in FBS. It can't get much worse. So why not throw in the redshirt freshman Carson Baker of Helix High, which that's where Alex Smith, Reggie and Bush, Reggie Bush, and Todd Watkins of BYU receiver fame went. Um, Reggie Bush tweeting out to Taysom Hill last night, too, by the way, calling him a beast. Oh, he well, yes, he is the beast from X-Men, apparently. <laughs> yes, yeah, San Diego State's defense is the storyline, as, as you've pointed out in our conversation this morning. Um, San Diego State has scored 28-plus once this yeah. season. It was at San, uh, New Mexico State. Haven't scored 21-plus in the last four games. They've been 20 or fewer. That's... I, if BYU scores enough, they're going to win this game. I'm, I think BYU wins this game. Vegas has this as a six-point uh, BYU. BYU is a six-point favorite. 
I'm not concerned about that much. It's the defense of San Diego State top 10 in rushing and scoring and, and total defense. That is the concern. Can BYU score enough on this team? I just don't think San Diego State's going to outscore BYU, especially with the freshman QB. But it hasn't been. It's been so bad. Why, maybe it'll be better. I don't know. Yeah, this is my, that's my thinking. I, I don't think it makes a difference who San Diego State starts a quarterback. It, it's not the Aztec offense that worries people. This game's going to come down to how BYU's offense plays against the San Diego State defense. That is the matchup that's going to determine this game. There's nothing that I have seen that makes me concerned about the Aztec offense for a lot of the reasons that you brought up. They're starting a freshman quarterback. Their offensive line has not played well. In fact, Rocky Long, and you'll hear this cut on Cougar Pregame Live, shameless plug tomorrow on BYU radio There's so much shame there. he talks about how that's kind of been a disappointment that he expected the offensive line to play better this year it'd be awesome if he was like no nah, this is what i thought we'd do we stink and then he said he doesn't <laughs> want to play byu and then and they're too old no actually to say all those things <laughs> it really helped BYU against but, South but look the, the their offense is not what you need to worry about it's can byu's offense score against the defense that's what's going to determine the the outcome of the game yes and i th- i think that San Diego State hasn't played anybody. In fact, Sagarin ratings say it's the 101st schedule in, in FBS. I think BYU is a – Rocky Long said this is the best yes, team we're going to play. He said. Really? 7-4 yeah. and four, BYU is the best team you've played. You haven't played anybody. San Diego State can say that. Utah can say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, beaten. Beaten, right? excuse me. Because yes, USC yes. is a better team. Yes, ranked, but yes. yes. They, yeah, and yeah. Utah has beaten Washington. There, San, there. Yeah, San Diego State <laughs> on offense. Look at those numbers. Those are, those are putrid. No, you're, oh, this is defensive numbers. Okay, yes, they're allowing 13.7. Um, it's going to be fun to see this matchup. I think BYU is going to have some success on offense. That's not going to be 30-plus. I don't think BYU scores 30-plus in this. But will BYU ground and pound and need to, need to establish the run against a team that only gives up 72 uh, yards a game? Or will, will BYU, which, by the way, by the way, quietly awesome, 281 yards passing. That's top 40 in the country. BYU struggled in that last couple years. Kind of nice to see passing BYU show up again. This is who we are. I'm excited to see this offense. So the offense we've seen over the last three or four games. Yes. See this offense in action one more time. And let's see how BYU because this can is do the it. one. This is the offense that has gotten into a nice rhythm. Now, obviously, the level of competition Liberty, has gone down. UMass, yeah. But but the the execution of said offense has been significantly higher. Yes, indeed. Topic three: the women's soccer team is ranked fourth and a two-seed in the Elite Eight of the NCAA Tournament playing tonight against Stanford, who is the top-ranked team in the country and number one overall seed in the NCAA Tournament and in BYU's region. Recently, the Cardinals have been the bane of BYU's existence, not just in soccer, but in the postseason against other sports. See baseball two years ago, see women's basketball and women's volleyball last year, ending the season for those sports. Women's soccer knows it too, ending BYU's season in 2015 and 2009 in the NCAA tournament. Jason, is today the day BYU gets past Stanford in the postseason? I think it is. Now look, for obvious reasons, Stanford will be the greatest test BYU has faced this year. And you talked about the fact, and let's be honest, it's really sad that these two were put in the same bracket. I know. That's... That you have the two. T- like, is it is BYU the fifth best seed? Why couldn't they have been in a different? That, that's what I uh, look. In the fourth best and, one seed. Yeah, and I, I understand that the BYU is the only one that's going to go Thursday, Saturday, and you know I, I understand. Look, BYU that shouldn't matter. It, it, it shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter. It is a shame that they got put in the same well, bracket. That, that and, doesn't matter today, and in the Elite Eight, it's correct. a Friday game. But look, the, the two week. teams are one and two in goals scored. Stanford has scored ninety three goals. BYU has eighty. 
So you've got this both high-powered offenses. Stanford's averaging a little over four goals a game. BYU a little over three. It's, I've been around this BYU soccer team all season long, and I believe they have what it takes to win a national championship. I think they are that good, so I absolutely believe if there's going to be anybody that can go to Stanford and knock off the Cardinal, it is this BYU women's soccer team. This team is special, and they are a force to deal with. They, they, they can hit you from all around the, the pitch. It is not just their forwards. It's not just their midfield. They can score out of their backfield. The defense has been fantastic. In fact, both of these teams, I think, have only given up 10 goals this year. Amen to everything you said. The question will be, can BYU possess the ball and score enough in this game, right? Stanford has played five games decided by one goal. That's it. BYU has as well. These teams are not used to playing a tight, close game. Stanford has one loss, and guess what? It's to a common opponent. It's Pepperdine, who beat Stanford 1-0. Pepperdine had three friggin' shots in that game, and one of them went in. They were outshot 22 to 3. Okay, so BYU beat that same Pepperdine team 5 1. Katrina, uh, Katarina Macario, 30 goals, 23 assists. Sophia Smith and Madison Haley have 25 goals and 18 assists combined. BYU has its own big three in Elise Flag and Michaela Coulihan and Cameron Tucker as well. I'm very excited to watch this game. BYU needs to get a couple in the back of the net. I think if BYU gets two, they walk out of there potentially with at least an overtime game, if not a win. This is going to be a fun, fun matchup. Tonight, uh, this afternoon, between yes. BYU and Stanford. And, and, I, and I said this will be pose the greatest uh, threat to BYU. This will also pose the greatest threat to Stanford. Yes. These, these, yes. these two teams playing each other will be the best that either team has faced. And whoever wins probably wins the national title. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I agree with you. You know, North Carolina and uh, you know, there are a lot of other tough teams in the tournament. But if BYU wins this... They got a real shot. Yes, they absolutely. And I I think they are more than capable of doing this. Our question of the day on Black Friday: Which BYU team would you wait? uh, Would you wait in a Black Friday line to buy right now? Let's go to the voice of the nation. This is the voice of the nation on BYU Sports Nation. At Travis Larson, thirty-two men's basketball. They're playing with phenomenal effort and energy, and have overachieved thus far without Yoli. I, I would uh, agree with the overachievement idea of, okay, it took them a couple games, but they figured some things out. And that figuring out was, let's shoot more threes. I know at Post Jimmer's been screaming for it and even volunteered his services via Twitter. But 17 threes, that's pretty good. Look, against a good team. It wasn't against yes, Chaminade yes, in 2014. Yes, no, no disrespect to Complete Chaminade. Complete disrespect to Chaminade, okay? Seven, Chase Fisher was all over that. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I thought BYU would be 6-3 and three without Yoli. I just thought that some of the games would be different, the wins and losses. They have an opportunity to go 6-3. Yeah. and three. They're going to go 6-3 and three tomorrow. Coming up, speaking of BYU basketball, Zach Selyus, a.k.a. Larry, will join us in Studio B later on in the show. And how does BYU plan on attacking the top 10 defense of San Diego State? Spencer Linton's conversation with offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes is on deck. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. On Saturday, watch Countdown to kick off at live at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific on BYU TV as Spencer, David Nixon, Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, Tanner Mangum, and Mitch Matthews. That show is loaded. Get you ready for BYU at San Diego State. Spencer will be live in San Diego. This is BYU Sports Nation, simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Shows on demand via the podcast and BYUSN.com as well. Great to have you here on a Black Friday. 
Well, San Diego State's offense stinks, as we chronicled before, but the defense is really good. Top 10, in fact, in rushing defense uh, points and yards as well. Offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes knows it'll be a challenge. He discusses that and other topics in this one-on-one conversation with Spencer Linton earlier this week. Coach, five straight wins now for BYU football. I want you to walk us through the emotions and the culture in the locker room compared to just before the Boise State game when the win streak started and to now. How has it shifted? Well, it's interesting you ask that. We were just talking about that. Um, Ed Lamb just spoke to the team after after practice, and um, he talked about being desperate and hungry for a win, and he talked about how hungry we were at that time coming off of some losses and uh, challenged our team to make sure we still have that same sort of desperation. Um, I, I think we do. I hope we do. Um, but that'll be... Um, That'll only manifest itself in, in uh, a way that we can recognize by how we play on Saturday. It's been fun to watch you engage with the players on the sideline and uh, see you excited at times and, and kind of take that role from moving out of the press box down onto the sideline. What's been the best part about that for you? Just being a part of it. I miss being on the sideline and, and having an opportunity to celebrate with the guys and then as well um, challenge them when that's necessary has been something that, uh, that I've really enjoyed getting back to. Your offensive line has been challenged with depth, but it seems that they have uh, answered the call for the most part. What do you think of the offensive line play overall under Coach Mateos? Um, progressing, for sure. I think if you if you look at the way that we've played um, over the past few weeks, I think you see um, a gradual and steady climb towards what we would like for it to be ultimately. And, and like a lot of other parts of our offense, not quite where it can be yet, but moving in the right direction. Give us an idea of what kind of challenge San Diego State will present to your offense defensively when you face them in Southern California. Yeah, really, really good defense. Starts with talent. They don't have a weak spot anywhere. Defensive line, although a little bit undersized, unbelievably active and relentless to the ball. I think Brady Hoke's done a great job as their defensive line coach, has gotten them to play hard and do a great job playing with their hands and and to be able to shed blockers and get to the ball. Their linebackers are physical. They come up and blitz and play like a a fourth or fifth defensive lineman a lot of the time and, and will hit you right in the face as many times as you'll let them. Their secondary is athletic. Uh, good cover skills and and will tackle you as well and so just from a talent standpoint that'll be the first challenge Um, tough and gritty you know I think they are a lot like any of the Rocky Long defenses I've played against for a number of years Um, just really um, physical in the way they approach the game and I think they play the game the right way there are a few schematic differences in terms of the way that they line up and the way they attack your protections and your run game, but still very similar in that Rocky's going to throw a lot at you, a lot of stunts, a lot of pressures, and make it um, a real challenge for your line and, and tight ends and running backs to be able to both create running lanes and protect the quarterback. Now, given that you've played against some tough fronts, notably Utah and Washington had some athletes up front when they came to Provo, Tennessee also has a lot of athletes. What have those games taught you about how you can attack San Diego State? Well, I think those those teams expose your weaknesses. And so um, similar to going against our first defense in practice, you know, we spend a, a period of time every day on Tuesdays and Wednesdays going good on good. And if you don't have those moments, then you don't find out where your deficiencies are. And so I think those games certainly did that for us. And I think um, whether those games are ones that we won or lost, they helped us move in the right direction. 
you beat Boise State and you beat Utah State, a couple of those top-tier Mountain West Conference teams. Now you get San Diego State. They don't score a ton offensively. What type of game do you expect based on their solid defense and the fact that they just haven't given up a ton of points? Um, you know, they've played a lot of close games, and they've been able to keep the score low, I think, because they hang on to the ball. They've got um, a high time of possession with their offense and the way they play the game and try to limit possessions for the opposing offense. And then, as, as I mentioned before, a really tough physical defense. And so I expect it to be a hard-fought game. I hope it's not low scoring, um, but we'll be happy if we come out with a win regardless of the score. Zach Wilson told me after the game against UMass that his thumb feels great, his shoulder feels stronger than it has since it was surgically repaired over the summer. Is Zach Wilson officially back in your opinion? Yeah, I think so. I think like like any player at, at any point in the season, there there's still improvement that can be made. But in terms of, of his health, I think he's I think he's back and, and I think we'll see a great performance from him this week. Now if it comes to needing Baylor Romney, how is his foot doing in his progression and getting back to hundred percent health? Yeah, I think it's getting better, but it's been slower than we would like for it to be. Same with Jaron. You know, both of those guys have hung in there and continued to work and improve. Um, but um, hopefully they'll be close to full speed, if not there Saturday. Where do you feel like your offense has taken the biggest step forward in terms of progression this season? Or, in fact, in your whole tenure as offensive coordinator at BYU over the last almost two seasons? Um... I think just overall production. If you look at our yards per game, um, we're we're up over a hundred yards per game in terms of our average. Our scoring is up. Our third down efficiency is up significantly over what it was last year. Our big plays, explosive plays, which is one of the things that we talked about a lot um, this fall camp and early in the season, explosive plays are up by a large margin and so I think having those big plays has probably been as big a difference as anything you know in college football it's difficult to to march the ball four yards um, per play all the way down the field Um, and so I think those big plays um, maybe as much as anything have have helped us take that jump I got to ask you about the running back situation. Jackson McChesney told me that he wasn't sure if he was dealing with reality after he ran for 228 yards and said, just got to make sure that this is real, and I assured him that it was real. But what kind of a role will he play the rest of the season along with Lopini Katoa and Tyler Algier and uh, Emmanuel Isupa maybe? Yeah, you know, it's, it's been uh, truly a revolving door there at that position as well as some others this year. Uh, but what I'm proud of is that we've really adopted a philosophy of next man up there, and we've gotten contributions from so many different players, certainly not the way we would want it to go, um, but I think the ability for those guys at, at that position, as well as, as in the offensive line and at quarterback as well, I think the the willingness and ability for guys to step in and play well speaks to our um, youth and our, our depth and, and our resilience as a team. We'll finish with this. Uh, the mustache is looking nice and trim, solid, full. Um, is it that indicative of, of how you feel about the season at this point? <laughs> well, I think um, I think what we've accomplished of late is definitely more significantly Im- important than uh, than the fullness of my mustache. How about that, <laughs> Coach? Great to talk to you. Thanks so much. Thanks. Go Cougs. Spencer Linton with offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes. He liked that uh, observation at the end. That is a good mustache. That's good. Like, they, Jeff Grimes can rock a legit mustache. Yes. 
I cannot. I know that. We know this. We, we're about to. We are going to prove this, too. We're going to put this to the <laughs> sorry, test. Sorry, it's been proven. Well, it's there's, been. There's nothing new will happen. But here. here's what we're going to do. Coming up, uh, we're going to have Zach Selyus in Studio B. He is a true mustache aficionado. Is he? He just has one. He has one. Besides talking about <laughs> basketball, we're going to see if he thinks you or I look better with a mustache. Trust me, I'm on the train for you. I'm on the tourney train for your mustache. <laughs> and Taysom Hill joins Jim McMahon in what historical NFL stat? We'll tell you this is BYU Sports Nation. BYU hosting in-state rival Utah tonight at the Marriott Center. That will be BYU women's basketball. You can watch the game on BYU TV tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern time. 6 p.m. Pacific. Welcome back, Jerem Jordan, Jason Shepard in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Now's the time, Jason. To whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Soccer. It was in the script at the end again. I already took it out just so we don't have a, have <laughs> a repeat. We had an issue. Yeah, we had a, had a little bit of, a, of an issue. We had a lot of issues. Yeah. Number four women's soccer taking on number one Stanford today in the Elite Eight in a oh! showdown. Okay, somebody get that man a Ricola. Uh, the number one and number two offenses in the country, a Ricola, however they say it, I don't know. Game is at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific at Kagan Field. You can listen on BYU Radio, which is what we recommend, and you can watch on Pac-12 Network. BYU looking to get to their first Final Four in program history. Go. Football. BYU flies to San Diego today to play San Diego State tomorrow. The Cougars have won six in a row against the Aztecs, who, according to their head coach, don't want to play. BYU. <laughs> pre-game begins with Cougar pre-game live on BYU Radio, 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific, with Jason Shepard. BYU TV's countdown to kickoff is an hour later. Cougars in the NFL. Taysom Hill and the New Orleans Saints defeating the Atlanta Falcons last night, 26-18. Taysom had a blocked punt, a receiving touchdown, and a rushing touchdown. And a partridge and a partridge. That all happened in the first half, and this stat is just amazing. At NFL Research says Hill is the second quarterback since 1950 to have a rushing and receiving TD since Jim McMahon, another BYU Cougar, did it in 1983. Crazy. Men's basketball. Brigham is 5-3 and three after a 90-77 win against Virginia Tech in the Maui Invitational to take third place. How about that? T.J. Haas came alive in the second half, scored 20 points total in the game. Cougars tied a program record with 17 made threes. Awesome. Tomorrow, BYU hosts Montana Tech out of Butte on BYU TV and BYU Radio. It's pregame on the radio starting at 2 Eastern. Jimmer had 21 points, four rebounds, and five assists in a 100 to 68 Pan- Panathinaikos win over Basconia. I love that Basque is in the name for a basketball team. That's amazing. It's pretty cool. Volleyball. Cougars await their NCAA tournament seeding this Sunday night. BYU is 25 and four overall. Hope to be a top 16 seed and host the first two rounds of the NCAA tournament next weekend. Our question of the day, which BYU team would you wait in a Black Friday line to buy right now and why? At 1971 underscore Sparky on Twitter. Hey there, Sparky. (laughs) Women's soccer. Although both men's basketball and football are exciting as heck right now, the soccer team is playing for a national championship. I mean, come on, man. Love them all. Go Cougs. Keep it going. Keep it going, absolutely. Coming up, Spencer Linton will join us live from San Diego and our going for two picks. And by our, I mean Jeremy and Spencer. That's right, and I've already won that competition. And his teammates call him Larry. We call him Zach Selyus, fresh off the trip to Maui. How much more tan than us is he? Plus, five and three through the first day. We'll discuss. This is BYU Sports Nation. 
BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU basketball looking to continue their Maui success at home tomorrow on BYU TV and BYU Radio as they host Montana Tech. Coverage begins at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific on BYU Radio with Cougar Pregame Live. You can also watch the game beginning at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on BYU TV. Back from Maui, the men's basketball team. They enjoyed Thanksgiving uh, it, there, and what a Thanksgiving it was uh, week, beating uh, UCLA. We were all giving Kansas. thanks for the wins that they gave us to watch. Yeah, it was awesome, man. And in studio now is uh, Zach Selyus. They call him Larry on the team. And uh, first off, congratulations on the wins, and, and you were in Hawaii. I mean, that was about as good as that experience could be, right? Yeah, it was awesome. And to be in Hawaii, to do all of that is even better. Yeah, that was that was fantastic. And you got home, what, 1 a.m. this morning? You told yeah, us? Yep, 1 a.m., I Yet guess. Here you are at 10.38. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, thank you. That's dedication. <laughs> sleeping. Yeah. Okay, wh- why do your teammates call you Larry? Um, I actually don't think any of my teammates here have called me Larry. Oh, it's the older group? I think it's my dad called me it when I was little, and it stuck and all my high school teammates called me Larry. All my friends growing up called me Larry. So, but what's the? Where did it originate? What's the? Why did your dad call you Larry? Um, it's because I wasn't paying attention, and he was calling my name, and then he got really mad, and so he just yelled Larry, and I turned around, <laughs> and so it stuck ever since then. I thought it was some homage to like, like Larry, Larry Bird, Bird yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, that's what everyone thinks, but it's it's not. Sadly, you paying attention. Zach. <laughs> That's hilarious, man. Um, let's talk about uh, the, more on their performance in, in Maui. So you show up. Obviously, you want to win the tournament. But you beat UCLA uh, by 15. Awesome. You get a chance to play Kansas. Second half got away from you. But then Virginia Tech, uh, 17 threes. How did you feel about those three games? They were awesome. You know, Going into UCLA, we were super motivated. You know, we just like we were just so hyped to be in Maui. We felt good and shoot around and everything, and you know, we just wanted to win. That's all we cared about. And going into that game, that's what we did. And then going into Kansas, you know, there was nothing better. You're playing the number four team in the nation, which they'll probably go up to in the rankings. And you know, it's it was awesome to have that experience. And they were they were a good team, really good team. And you know, we. Couldn't hit some shots, and but then going from that game to the Virginia Tech game, we were just we learned so much through those two games and being out there, you know, and not having practices in between, no time to do anything or prepare other than just like watching film, and you're just so you know kind of angry from losing, but you just wanted to play again, and so we just had this fight that we're like, let's just go play, like let's just go have fun, enjoy this time being here, and just and just win. And that's what we did, and it was awesome. So is that what happened in, this, in the second half against the Hokies? Because you're down two at halftime, and then you come out in that second half, and you're just shooting the lights out. I mean, TJ got going, and, and it just was infectious, and it seemed like every shot was going down in that second half. Yeah, TJ went crazy. Uh, and he was on fire, and you know, once that one person starts hitting shots and you watch that ball go through the rim, you're just like, all right, now it's time for everyone else to start doing the same thing. And TJ got going, and then he also got everyone else going. And so it just showed how amazing TJ is as a player, and it showed how great our team is together, and it was awesome. It was a fun second half. The uh, first half was 
great. It was just time for us to just get our motor going. 17 made threes ties a BYU record. And in the second half, you put up 55 points, shot 66%, uh, made nine threes in the first half, eight in the second half. Was that, the t- was that second half the type of team that this can be? Was that, did that give us a taste of, I know Yoli Ch- Childs comes back in two games, but that looked pretty stinking good. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that is definitely a team that we're trying to become and everything. But one thing that we're really focusing on is that we're going to get better each time. And so our next game, we're hoping to be better than that. And then after that, be better than that past game. Well, good, because that's the Utah game. Exactly. <laughs> and so by the end of the season, we should be better than we've ever been in this preseason. And so it'll be an awesome season, and it's exciting for all of us. When you think about it, the game tomorrow against Montana Tech is the last game that you guys will play without Yoli. Is it crazy to think that we've already made it through the first nine games of the season? Because that was talked about so much. It, he's going to miss the first nine, and it's like, man, that seems like so many. And, and honestly, it is because it was unfair that he had that many. But now that we're at this point, it seems crazy that we're already through, after tomorrow, through nine games. Yeah, it's wild how fast this season goes. You know, and, and that's one thing for these younger guys that they don't realize is that it's hard. It's... You know, it takes a toll on your body, but it goes by so fast. You know, I mean, I'm already a senior, and, like, it's crazy. And, you know, if we're through nine games, and then we get Yoli back, and it's awesome. It'll be so fun. Did you get to interact with Bill Walton? Because uh, we all interacted with him in a way. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did not. I tried to stay away, to be honest with you. <laughs> Hopefully I don't, like, get anything, but... <laughs> I, he he's talked to everyone else. Cat. Yeah, he's he's an interesting one. Yeah, yeah. If you watch the, I I happen to love his commentary. I just think it's just insane. <laughs> you know, it it was. It's amazing. it's must it's must see TV because you just don't know what's going to come out of his. Mouth. Yeah, and there's oh, yeah. some comments he said that I I don't even dare say on the show. Let's be honest. No. But, <laughs> but it was fun, and what a successful um, tournament for you. You guys took uh, a picture with all the fans that were there too. It was a nice showing from Cougar Nation, which is the norm. Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, Brian was telling the story that he was trying to bring kids onto the floor, and the security guard was telling him no. And then Brian pointed, and the security guard turned around, and it was Coach Pope telling him to all come down. And so he just he just like stepped aside and let them all down. And it was awesome to have everyone come down to the court and take a picture and just to interact with everyone. So it was really fun. How was the gym? Because I've heard stories from years past where it was like crazy humid or whatever. Was it normal conditions? You weren't sweating excessively or anything crazy? Because it is humid, oh, of course, in Hawaii. I was sweating like crazy. You know, it's... But I loved it, you know. It was it was like hot yoga or something. Yeah, like it was. Like, I don't know if you remember Chase Fisher on the show. He talked about how he felt like he was in his homeland, and that's how I felt to in be his honest. Homeland, West yeah. Virginia. What is he? Like, I don't in know. The South, where it's where you have all yeah. the humidity. Yeah. He just he just felt at home like a native, and I felt like a native there. You know, <laughs> Maybe just, that's why you hit ten threes <laughs> in that game. <laughs> like you're in, like you're in your uh, you know you got to sweat on you know you're in yeah. a lather or whatever, right? Yeah, okay. exactly, and it was. Awesome as a shooter's gym for sure, mm. and it was just a cool atmosphere. You know, I mean, you had to like walk upstairs to get to a, the gym, and it was just different, and it was fun. You and I have talked about this before. How, how do you feel your season is going? And did you know that you lead the team in rebounding? I did not. You have know a that. slight advantage over Jake Toulson. Wow, he's at four point nine. You're at five rebounds. The other child's will have some catching up to do. <laughs> yeah, he has some catching up. <laughs> <laughs> what a senior year for you, by the way. Um, you get Italy before the season, Hawaii, 
and now you have the, this tremendous schedule. What's it been like to play this schedule and, uh, I guess, be the leading rebounder in the schedule? <laughs> uh, it's been awesome. It's a great senior year. It's full of just fun experiences, and, you know, and this team is awesome. This is one of my favorite teams, and, you know, everyone's so close, and it's just a fun time, you know, who – doesn't love basketball and especially to go to a place like Italy, a place like Hawaii and now we just get to, you know, do all this stuff in conference and to be able to win more games and it's it'll be fun to see how this team turns out at the end of the season. And let's talk about that because we were discussing uh we we talk about the tournament train, right? Is it coming down the track? So far, so good in terms of how you guys have done without Yoli Childs. The committee will certainly take that into account. What was BYU before and what are they after? How do you feel about some of the nice tournament resume wins you've put up uh, so far with Houston and Virginia Tech and others? Yeah, they're great. I mean, it's good to have those, like to be able to put those in our back pocket and just uh, you know have those wins, especially down the road and but it's still just like a one game at a time type of thing. You know, we got to focus on Saturday and focus on this win. And, you know, nothing's going to happen later if we don't focus on this one win. And so we just got to keep, you know, just on track of where we're going and hopefully not get ahead of ourselves. You got Montana Tech tomorrow and then a couple of days off before Utah. Uh, I, I'm assuming that you were given a heads up on this. Uh, we are going to have you... Kind of settle a little uh, a debate here. It's not a debate, Jason. I've already <laughs> sided with you. I, here. I believe, <laughs> look, look, your mustache is it's it's a healthy mustache. It's tremendous, <laughs> tremendous. Thank you, thank you. By Some the way, your say. wife, your wife Some is say. in the room. Can't thumbs up or thumbs down on the mustache. Oh, she's she's in, okay, yeah. okay. Oh, that was, was a slow there was thumbs up. There. She was like, <laughs> okay, she gave the thumbs up. All right. So what we have done because you clearly are a mustache aficionado. Uh, we have pictures of Jerem and myself with mustache. Now, these are you, legitimate, not like we've like digitally put them on. Yours is better. I know it is, but I want to hear it from him. Yeah, you so want, let's put these on the so screen. This is so Jason can have validation. I, I actually think I, I don't look bad with a mustache. My wife actually no, likes look, it. I think you look good. All right, so let's, let's put these on the screen. Yeah. So are you going with, are you going with Jason or Jerem on these mustaches? And if... <laughs> that's is, the do one I even have a mustache? I was going to say, is that chocolate milk on it? What is? I, I sent them three other options. Those were not used. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, I think you need a better picture for that one. Uh, a better picture. Like, that's won't not a bad mustache, me, right? Trust no, me, not at all. No, I, that's in, like two weeks. In fact, it's really good. It fills out nicely. The fact that I'm 22 years old uh, doesn't 22? help. 22? I'm thinking more like 16. <laughs> is so is there a debate in this? There's, There's no, no debate. De- okay. There's no debate, Thank right, you. Zach? Thank you. Yeah, no debate. Yeah. But, like, that, that mustache is, is a freshman and senior Zach uh, Celius right there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> is the mustache, exactly. is, is this staying the whole season? Or is yeah. it any, so it's, regardless, it's. Hold on, hold on. Zach says yes. Kate, is this staying the whole season? <laughs> She says sure. She says, sure. With She's non-committal on this. You do need to talk about this. Uh, let's talk about Montana Tech tomorrow. Obviously, you come home fourth game this week. You guys gonna have the legs tomorrow afternoon? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it was a fun tournament that we had, and it's almost like an AU week. You know, we're playing multiple games a week, and it's been super fun. And to be able to have this day, to be able to prepare. And yesterday, I think it's just going to be like a fresh start to be able to go into Saturday. So I think we'll be good. 
Okay, we'll give you the BYU Sports Nation karma. We expect at least 18 made threes and uh, six, record. six from you tomorrow. Good luck against Montana Tech. Thank you so much. Okay, thanks, Zach. I mean, Larry. Yeah, that's such a great story. <laughs> I, I had no idea that was the story behind it. That's fantastic. Coming up, my rise and shout out goes to a NFL Hall of Famer. How about that? Okay, and Spencer Linton live from San Diego to preview the football game and the consolation prize picks in going for two since I've already won. This is BYU Sports Nation. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Bodyguards, protection for a life worth living. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. The show's on demand via podcast in the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. It's great to have you on a Black Friday. Lots going on today. What's up? Oh, that picture, that mustache picture. Oh, you. so that, bad. That made, it's so bad. <laughs> that made my day. It's so bad, and I know it. it's all good. I look better with a shaved head than with that mustache. You've had better mustaches than that. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. Uh, let's talk about uh, our, our rise and shout-outs today. We'll get to Spencer Linton in a moment. Uh, Jason, who gets your rise and shout-out today? I'm going to give my rise and shout-out to Steve Young. I don't know if those uh, on social media have seen this, but Steve Young, with women's soccer being, you know, playing at Stanford, Steve Young obviously in the area, and, and he's done this in the past. He, he met with women's basketball when they were in the NCAA tournament last year, getting ready to face Stanford, and, and he met with women's soccer and talked with them and gave them a little pep talk. I, I think that's awesome that, is cool. that when teams go out there and, and have that kind of an opportunity to play, that Steve embraces them and, and gives time. It, the, the interview or uh, the video was posted yesterday. I'm assuming it took place yesterday as well, yeah. so the fact that he would do that so. on Thanksgiving is awesome. That is cool. Mine goes to all the BYU fans in the team that took a photo after the Virginia Tech win. Super cool to see BYU not only do well in Maui, but have all those fans there. And that was awesome. Uh, BYU basketball tweeted out. Here it is on BYU TV. Uh, every game a home game. Look at, look at the amount of Cougar fans that showed up. I mean, that is awesome. And they were loud and proud, and it was fantastic. Spencer Linton is now joining us uh, from San Diego. And Spencer, uh, first off, how is the weather this morning in San Diego? Uh, surprisingly, a little bit of sunshine. We anticipated like a, a deluge of rain, which happened yesterday, but uh, the clouds are broken for the moment. There will be some rain later today, but thankfully, come game time, uh, it should be relatively dry. So I'm just, I'll take what I can get. Have you had any altercations with the Channel 4 news team? I have not run into Ron Burgundy. Um, I did hear the champ kind is uh, bearing down on our rivalry, though, as sportscasters. So I'm going to keep my eyes peeled for champ. I, I hear he has a chicken joint, if you want to stop by. <laughs> that, that'll be featured in our Taste of San Diego tomorrow. On Camp yes. Yeah, and have fun today uh, going around shooting that. Um, some news came out, uh, you know, the last day or two about San Diego State's going to start Carson Baker. Ryan Agnew is hurt. And uh, is it going to play? Does that change your expectations for tomorrow? Absolutely it does. And I think that Kalani Satake, because he is a smart coach, uh, he will dial up some really, really exotic and intriguing blitzes in uh, weird situations and to try and fluster this uh, new quarterback. I mean, talking about a kid that's never taken Division one snaps, so uh, it does change my expectations. San Diego State's offense was mediocre at best downright bad at times and i don't anticipate that it will get better all of a sudden because you're throwing a kid that hasn't taken any snaps and i'm sure you guys have discussed just the same uh byu basketball had quite the showing two out of uh, three wins in maui finishing third in the maui invitational uh we have dusted off the tourney train hat it's on the set it's on the set right now are you about to jump aboard the tourney train for byu basketball 
Please, Jason. Of course I am. I'm driving the train. I've been the engineer for a few years. Well, I haven't worn it for a few years, but I'm, I am the first in line in excitement to get on board that train because I think BYU is uh, putting together a resume, and now Yoli Childs comes back after Montana Tech. So, yes, yes, in my Bill Walton voice, Get on the tourney train. It's time. This is Roland Minson basketball. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's hustle into some going for two picks. Can you predict the future? Yes. These guys think they can. We're going for two on BYU Sports Nation. Presented by Bodyguards, protection for a life worth living. Learn more at bodyguards.com. Final regular season game. What are your two picks, Spencer? Uh, number one, I think that Jake Oldroyd, or for that matter, any field goal kicker, We'll make at least two field goals for BYU. San Diego State's defense is really good. Their red zone defense is really good, which is going to create some more opportunities for BYU down there. Um, so I think BYU will make at least two field goals tomorrow. And my second pick, uh, first to 17 wins. If BYU can score 17 points, they're going to win this game against San Diego State. I think the Aztecs' offense just isn't that great. So first to 17 wins, those are my going for two picks. Okay, those are nice. I've already won the competition, so these are all for fun. Uh, pick one, BYU will score 24-plus. No team has scored 24-plus this season against San Diego State. BYU will be the first, and they give up 14 a game. And my second pick, Zach Wilson will throw for 215-plus. Uh, San Diego State gives up 205 a game. I think Zach will have a good game through the air. Okay, those are our going for two picks. I've already won. I'm up five with two games to go, but we'll continue to do it. Spencer, congratulations uh, on uh, the competition, and uh, have fun in San Diego. We'll talk to you tomorrow. You got it. Whammy! Say hi to Brick for me. <laughs> okay, thanks to today's guests, Jeff Grimes, Zach Selyus, and Spencer Linton. Our question of the day, which BYU team would you want in a Black Friday line to buy right now and why? The Elite Voice of the Day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort at Joe Brady 12 on Twitter. Women's soccer. Those ladies are on fire. Go win the Natty. Huge game for women's soccer tonight. BYU hosts Utah women's basketball. Tomorrow we have men's hoops versus Montana Tech. Football versus San Diego State. I love it. It's going to be, it's, this is such a fun time of the year. Beyond just the holidays, with what we get to do, there's so much going on. It's so, it's such a fun time right now. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always use the hashtag BYUSN. Sorry to Dennis Pitta, no time, despite three guests somehow. For Jason, I'm Jerem. Shout out to Francis Magleby. We'll see you tonight for women's basketball against Utah, 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific. And good luck to the women's soccer team against Stanford this afternoon. Go Cougs! Go Cougs!